Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Winners and losers from week six, next on Fantasy Football Today in five. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer to talk about winners and losers from week 6 of the NFL season. And I'll, I'll kick us off with one of the guys that I think is one of the biggest losers, both in terms of just, you know, J.K. Dobbins finished with fewer than two points in week 6, but also left the game, didn't play in the second half, his knee tightened up. And it doesn't sound like there's all that much concern. It doesn't sound like he suffered some kind of big setback or anything, but this kind of makes his near-term future look pretty cloudy. If you start looking at the schedule, you got week seven against the Browns. I don't think there's any way that you can use J.K. Dobbins in that game. Just after seeing him leave this one early, I just don't think you can trust him. Problem is, week eight, they're on Thursday Night Football, the Ravens are, against the Buccaneers, so very tough matchup. Short week, not sure he's going to have time to you know, recover given this injury. Then they've got the Saints in week nine, and then a bye. So it might be, I mean, maybe week nine, the long stretch off after Thursday night. Maybe he looks good the next couple of games and you can feel good about starting him. But it's entirely possible that we're looking at like week 11 before you can really trust J.K. Dobbins. That's assuming he doesn't have any more setbacks, doesn't have any more issues, and starts to look good because so far he's just looked okay coming back from this injury. And that's not even accounting for the fact that Gus Edwards could be back next week, which is just going to make it even more frustrating. And so, yeah, it's uh, not looking great for J.K. Dobbins right now. What do you think? He's not a buy low. He's just in a void and you probably can't sell him for anything. And he hasn't looked as good as the players in his backfield. He hasn't looked as good as Justin Hill, Justice Hill. He hasn't looked as good as Kenyon Drake. Yeah. What is that saying? And yes, Gus Edwards will be a factor. So this could be another year where we just don't have a reliable running back for the Ravens. What a shame. All right, you got any? Uh, you got a winner for Week Six? Yeah, I got, I'll give you two in the AFC or sorry, NFC West running backs. Ken Walker, twenty-one carries, ninety-seven yards, and a touchdown. Two catches and thirteen yards, and he really looked so good running the ball. And I could see scenarios where if he has bad matchups, uh, you know, or bad game scripts where they're playing from behind, then he's not super involved in the passing game. They don't run a ton of plays typically. I could see him having bad weeks, but schedule looks pretty good. Chargers have a terrible run defense. Giants, not great. Uh, Arizona, those are his next three games, and he just lit up Arizona. So Walker's basically a must-start for the time being. And Daryl Henderson with Cam Akers seemingly on his way out of uh, Los Angeles. Daryl Henderson played most of the snaps inside the 10, had a short yardage touchdown. He is a winner on a much lower scale, much lower level than Ken Walker, but certainly someone that you should be happy to have on your team and that you could use in a pinch. All right. Uh, how about a loser for week six? Well, I think it's the Packers. I mean, other than Alan Lazard, he looks like the most reliable guy right now. And yeah. AJ Dillon, again, is a loser. Aaron Rodgers. You know, if he had thrown a second touchdown pass, he would have had the same exact game that he always has, 255-ish yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if the thumb was an issue in this game. 
but he got really he got pressured a ton. He got sacked four times. Mm-hmm. They have no running game right now. Their defense is struggling, so they can't be in position to run the ball. They lost to the Giants and the Jets. They haven't scored more than 27 points in all season. They did that eight times last year. So the Devontae Adams absence, I think, is, is having a huge effect on everyone. Um, mm-hmm. And really, the biggest loser here, Chris, is, is Aaron Jones. Because I can't sit here and say to sit Aaron Jones, but I think there's going to be a lot more hey, I've got these two really good running backs. I got Ken Walker and Ramondre Stevenson. Okay, now you can sit Aaron Jones. I'm not saying he's going to be outside the top 24, but he's he was one of my absolute favorite fantasy values. He was a mid-round two pick, and it seemed like a freaking layup. He doesn't catch enough passes. He doesn't get enough carries. Things will probably get better because he's such a good player, Uh, but it's really bad right now for Aaron Jones. Yeah, I uh, I think you look at like Brees Hall is a winner for me. I'd rather have Brees Hall rest of season than Aaron Jones. Brees Hall just might be a top 12 running back. He's playing like 65% of the snaps. He had 20 carries, only six for Michael Carter in this one. And we've seen Brees Hall, you know, be pretty productive in games where they're trailing. He's a good playmaker in the back, out of the backfield in the passing game. It just kind of looks like Brees Hall might just be, you know, uh, one of the one of the best running backs in the NFL, potentially. Yes. And it's not a surprise. I mean, he was, yeah, he was that kind of prospect. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So like, that's one where, you know, you look at Aaron Jones versus Brees Hall. I, I might take Brees Hall rest of the season. Even someone like Nick Chubb, I might take Brees Hall over just because of the passing game role. We saw in this one, you know, the Browns suddenly are two and four, and that hasn't really hurt Nick Chubb for the most part this season. But this week, he still averaged 4.7 yards per carry against a tough matchup, but only 12 carries. Only one catch. The, the lack of a passing game role makes Nick Chubb more uh, game script dependent than your other elite running backs in a way that I don't think is true of someone like Brees Hall. So well, that's, that's where you sign off. I got yeah. a question for you. Would you take Aaron Jones or Ken Walker? I would take Aaron Jones, but I wish, you know, at some point during today's stream on, on Sunday morning, I said, uh, that I would take Ken Walker over Damian Pierce rest of season. And I got a little bit of pushback from, from you and Frank. I wish I had pounded the table on that one because I feel even better about it. Just because mostly just because he's in a better offense. Oh, you made a good I point. Think, about I think they're very similar him. players. Yeah, you made a good point about him. I think it's fair. All right. That's going to do it. We're going to end on me making a good point. That's going to do it for fantasy football <laughs> today in five. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.